Greater works than these shall he do, because I go unto my Father. And whatsoever ye shall ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified in the Son. If ye shall ask anything in my name, I will do it. Somebody give God praise right now for his word. Hallelujah. Amen. While I was uh, preparing for the word of God today, I felt the Holy Ghost drop it into my spirit that you probably won't be able to finish your sermon today. But it looks like I may not hardly even get to start my sermon today because God is in this house and God is moving. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. 1 Kings chapter 19 and verse 19, just in case we get to it. 1 Kings 19 and 19. Praise the Lord. Amen. 1919. The Bible says, So he departed thence and found Elisha, the son of Shaphat, who was plowing with 12 yoke of oxen before him, and he with the 12th. And Elijah passed by him and cast his mantle upon him, and he left his mantle upon him. And he left the oxen and ran after Elijah and said, Let me, I pray thee, kiss my father and my mother, and then I will follow thee. And he said unto him, Go back again, for what have I done to thee? And he returned back from him and took a yoke of oxen and slew him and boiled their flesh with the instruments of the oxen and gave unto the people, and they did eat. Then he arose and went after Elijah and ministered unto him. Today I want to talk on this subject, strike a match. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your power and your anointing that's in this place, Lord Jesus. Uh, for the transformation of the Holy Ghost that's already happening in this place. Uh, we thank you, Jesus, for the souls that are going to be brought into the kingdom in the next few weeks, Lord God. We thank you for the revival, Lord Jesus, that's already stirring in our spirits uh, through the power of prayer, Lord God, and fasting and commitment and consecration. And we pray today in the precious name of the Lord that your will will be accomplished in this place uh, and that you would receive the glory and the honor and the praise uh, in Jesus' name. Could we lift them up again for a few moments? right now. Come on, help me lift him up. Praise God. I want to talk, you may be seated, to somebody here today that's come into this place feeling a little bit of stagnated in your spirit. Uh, you had expectations about what it was going to be like to live for God and how that God was going to use you, but now you find yourself stuck in a routine. I want you to remember that you only have one life to live. Amen. If you feel comfortable, turn to your neighbor right now and tell them your birth date, day, month, and year. Can you do that? Mine's 7-6-1972. 7 6 Amen. That's an important date. And the date of your birth is a date that we celebrate. Anybody like to have big birthday parties? We sell, last week we celebrated Pastor Amato's birthday. That's an important date in your life. But there's another date that's an important date that you don't know what it is yet. But it is the other date that's going to be carved into your tombstone someday should the Lord tarry. One important date is your birth date and the other important date is when you breathe your last and final breath. And if you go and look at tombstones in the graveyard, if that's your cup of tea or your idea of a good time, 
then you will discover that between the opening date and the closing date, there is a hyphen or a dash. And that represents your life. And you only get one hyphen. You only get one dash. And everything that you do with your life and in your life during that hyphen represents your life. And it's very important to decide today that I want to live in the hyphen in the best way that God would have me to live. I want to live the life that God has planned for me. Amen. Praise God. Amen. I bring this up. Because our human tendency is to lose focus on what really matters and miss out on some of the things we could be doing with our lives. Too often we waste our precious lives on silly things that don't really matter, like worrying about what people think about us. Can I get an amen? Or we get mad at somebody and then we lock people out of our lives. We're wasting the hyphen and the dash of our lives. When we live in fear about things that rarely even come true. And as a result, oftentimes we're afraid to take risks. And we live with a constant nagging fear that we're missing out on something. Amen. The problem is that most believers aren't in imminent danger of ruining their lives. They're facing an even far greater danger, and that is wasting their lives. Ever get a sense... Uh, that stuff is not right in your world. You ever get that feeling that uh, you're kind of stuck between levels, not, not necessarily going backwards but not making any progress as well? Can I get a witness in the house? I'm stuck. And we live in just a place of existence, almost spiritually sleepwalking, and our faith is stagnant. Uh, God wants us to take step for, steps forward, and God wants us to live a life that's greater than the life that we are living. Amen. Praise God. And even though we uh, may not be considered failures, we couldn't be considered champions of faith uh, either because we're not much further along than when we first came into a relationship with Jesus Christ. Let me tell you today, I don't want to live my life on cruise control. I want my life to count. Anybody else feel that way? I don't want my worship relegated to what happens here on Sundays. I want to live a lifestyle of worship. Can I get an amen? I don't want my ministry to be confined inside the walls of this church. I want to make it happen. I want to reach lost people for Jesus Christ. I want God to use me. So you've got to wake up, O thou that slumbers and sleeps. Stir it up. Stir up the good gift that God has put in you. It's not too late. God has greater things than these for you to do. And look at me right now because I'm talking to you. You're a person through whom God can do greater things. Are you listening to me now? Listen to me. You are a person through whom God can do greater things. And some of us may be stuck in the starting blocks or just dragging along at the back of the pack or the rear of the flock. You can do greater things. And maybe you're confused today about how to move forward. How do I get off of where I am and move to where God wants me to be? And the frustration of this causes many people to try to push doors open instead of waiting for God to open them. This frustrating frustration 
frustration I want to speak to today because this frustration is determined and decided by God to push you forward. But the enemy uses this frustration against you. The enemy would like to use this frustration to cause you to push open doors. The enemy would like to use this frustration to try to convince you you're in the wrong place at the wrong time. The enemy will try to use this frustration and drive a wedge between you and your church and you and your pastor. But let me tell you right now, this frustration was not designed to move you away from your shepherd, but this frustration was designed to stir something up in you that says, I wasn't intended just to live like this, just good enough. meant for something greater, but how do we accomplish it? Maybe it's good enough the way we're living now, but we certainly wouldn't call it greater things than Jesus did, especially not greater than what Jesus was doing when he was on the earth, when he spoke these words and said, greater things than these shall ye do. And when you live with regrets, it breeds frustration. And in some of you, that frustration is simmering on the back burner. And one day it will boil over and you'll be bitter about the opportunities that you missed. Jesus said, greater things than these will you do. There's three ways to live. Everybody hold up three fingers right now because I want to remember this. Three ways to live. Number one is to live a life that's good enough. Everybody say good enough. Good enough is the baseline living and it's marked by mediocrity, routine, and the mundane. Good enough is being stuck in spiritual survival mode. Good enough is getting by by the skin of your teeth. Good enough is being controlled by complacency. And the devil has lulled some people into sleep that that good enough is as good as it gets. Are you listening to me right now? Because I'm coming down where you live right now. I'm knocking on your door. Those of you that are living in a realm of good enough, it's wake-up day. Amen? It's time to wake up and receive the word of the Lord because good enough isn't good enough. Just making it isn't God's plan. Just struggling through isn't what God designed for you. There is something greater than good enough. Put your hands together if you believe what preacher's saying today. Praise God. So good enough is one. There's a second way to try and live. And that's pursuing greatness. Everybody say greatness. What is greatness? Greatness is the vague, unrealistic aspirations of doing better. Here's where I am. And I want to accomplish greatness. But here's the problem with pursuing greatness. Is it doesn't work in real life. It leaves you frustrated because you can never accomplish greatness. Good enough leaves you stuck in stagnation. Pursuing greatness leaves you with frustration. So there's got to be a better way than living good enough, and there's got to be a better way than pursuing greatness uh, through our accomplishments and our skill and our focus and our goals. There's got to be something uh, uh, that's outside the realm of stagnation and frustration. And let me tell you the third way. This is the third way. This is a great way. Amen. So it's not good enough, and it's not greatness, but it is greater. Everybody say Greater. What's the difference between pursuing greatness 
and greater. It's real simple. Let me explain what greater is. The life-altering understanding that God is ready to accomplish a kind of greatness in your life that is entirely out of human reach. What is greater that is different than greatness? Pursuing greatness is doing what I can do with my skills, my ability, my focus, my determination, and my willpower. But greater is trusting that God is going to do something through me that could not be accomplished no matter how much mental focus, ability, or skill I poured into it. The difference is this way. You are either going to trust in you and your abilities or you are going to trust in God. Pursuing greatness focuses on what you can do. But greater things than these shall ye do has nothing to do with your skill level has to do with your faith and your submission to the power and the authority and the anointing of the Holy Ghost. Is there anybody that wants to live greater? Because greater goes beyond what you can see about yourself, even on your best day. The angel appeared to Gideon and said, Gideon, God is with thee. Thou mighty man of valor. Gideon said, you can't be serious because I'm not even sure God exists. And I'm fearful, I'm intimidated, and I'm broke down. That's how Gideon saw himself. But God said, I can do greater things through you. And greater things are about going beyond what you can anticipate or expect or even understand. But greater things is when God touches your life. And the anointing of the Holy Ghost makes something happen that cannot happen any other way. Greater things than these. You either will trust God or you will trust yourself. There's no two ways about it. I'll be blunt and honest with you. There's a lot of people in the church. There's a lot of preachers in the church. There's a lot of saints of God in the church that have fallen into the trap of trusting themselves, even in their walk with God even in their relationship with God, even in their ministry and serving God, they begin to focus on what do I have and what can I accomplish and what can I do. Let me tell you that in order to accomplish greater things, you've got to have faith to believe that God is able to do exceeding abundantly more than you can ask or even think. Amen. Jesus said, anyone who will put their faith in me will do greater things than these. Amen. He's not just talking to preachers or rich and famous people or powerful individuals, but it is anybody, young or old, red, yellow, black, and white, uh, speaking Spanish, speaking English, speaking French, speaking Italian. It doesn't matter where you're from or your background. Anybody who believes in him will do greater things. God's plan, amen, is for you to get off of your baseline, is for you to get off the mindset of good enough and say, God has greater things for me. I'm going to walk in his anointing. Somebody's going to get it here in a minute. I'm going to walk in his power. I'm going to have my footsteps ordered by the Lord. I'm going to allow him to open open doors for me. I'm going to allow him to close doors for me. I'm going to allow him to create connections for me. Greater things than these shall you do. I remember 
See, this is what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when we stop trusting what we can do through our ability and skill, strategy, and thought processes and say, I believe and have faith that God can do exceeding abundantly above what I can ask or think. See, God teaches us lessons. Let me remind you of a lesson that I learned one time. Several years ago, our church, when we were quite a bit smaller, we had an old van that we used to pick up young people and go to uh, youth camps. And Anybody remember what we called that? Anybody been here a while remember what we called that van? It's a real name. It was the Channy. What? Oh, church van, the Channy. That's why we called it the Channy. It was a little, you remember that, don't you? Remember that little uh, uh, old gray Astro van, seven-seater? And uh, I remember the time when we finally bought that 12-passenger van that we have now. And uh, we had a certain amount of money that uh, God had provided through the church. But we were about $4,500 short of, of being able to pay off the, the, the new church van. So we decided to sell the old church van, which was the Chan. And I looked and I could get anywhere between 1800 and 2200 out of the church, the old Chan. And so we listed it. And uh, I got to talking with a friend of mine who was starting a church in the L.A. area. And uh, he said, man, we really need a van like that. And I said, you know what? Since it's for the kingdom of God, I'll sell it to you for $800, even though it's worth about $2,000. Well, he was really excited. And he came running over to the church right then with the cash. And he, like a little uh, kid, just like with a new toy, he got into the van and I took the money up to the office and I said, well, we'll put this toward what we owe and we'll try to take care of the rest over the next few weeks. And uh, so I took the 800 up and I remember when at, at the church building in Pasadena when I started up those back stairs, remember those back stair, stairway there? And uh, I started up there and I felt God speak to me. And he said, give the money back. And I remember what I did is I began to have an argument with God. Now, Obviously, I didn't know beyond the shadow of a doubt that this was God speaking, but I was arguing. This God can't speak this to me. And my argument was this. Now, now God, if the other van was paid off, then it would make sense for me to give back that money to that home missionary and say, God just told me to just give that van to you. But that other van's not paid off, and I need to put this $800 toward what we owe on it. So I went upstairs and I handed it to Sister Kathy and I said, put it in this account to pay back the van. And I went down. And then the next day, I remember, we had a rally. And I was at the rally. The Spirit of God was moving. I felt the Holy Ghost. And then I felt God say, you didn't do what I told you to do. You're supposed to give that money back. It was Saturday night. So I came over to the brother and I said, brother, God spoke to me. I need to give you that money back. And he said, no, no, we, we agreed. You paid. That, that was a great price. I was excited to get it for that. No. Well, God told me. So he came over, and I handed that cash back over to him. I said, here's the money. And uh, God had spoken to me. And then I was scratching my head. And I, that doesn't make sense, God. I gave away the $800. Now we still owe $4,500. And I'll never forget that very next day on Sunday, there was a couple that had only been at our church three times uh, just randomly over the course of the year that walked into church. And then after church, they walked up to me, and he said, Pastor, God spoke to me yesterday that I'm supposed to give this to Life Church, and he tore out a check for $3,500 and handed it to me. 
Listen to me right now. I believe that if I had kept the $800, I would not have received the $3,500 toward the van. It's about trusting God and believing that I can do so much through my skill, through my bookkeeping, through my thought process, uh, and it can only accomplish so much. Uh, but if I have faith and if I learn to be sensitive and obedient to God, then greater things than these uh, will happen and shall be done. It's about learning how to operate in faith. Uh, it's about learning how to trust God. Pastor Amato and Dylan and I heard a story a couple nights ago about a friend of ours, a friend of mine, Brother Glenn Massey. We uh, were evangelists together, spent a lot of time together when we were younger. Uh, I didn't realize his story, but his story was that he was raised in very poor conditions. He was the youngest of nine children, and the entire family lived in a 12 by 60 mobile home. He traveled for like a trailer, and uh, one bathroom and uh, not nearly enough bedrooms, and the whole family was in there, and they were raised very poor and in poverty. And he told a story the other night that encouraged my faith, and I want to just share it with you because some of you need to understand, some of you need to get a hold of this, that God's going to do some things in your life, but you've got to operate in faith, not in your own ability. You've got to learn to operate in faith, not in your own efforts at greatness. You can only do greater things through faith. So he was... Uh, living in this condition, and his father worked construction, and his father hurt his back, and he was out of work for several weeks because of that. You know, in construction, if you don't work, you don't get paid. And uh, they got to where the cupboards were literally completely bare with nine kids, mom and dad. And he said, we were, when I say we were out of food, I don't mean we didn't have the choices of food. He said we were completely out of food. Some of you know what I'm talking about. Some of you have been close to that before, been there before. And he said, but my mother was a praying woman, one of those women that knew how to get a hold of God. He said his mother was called Blue. They named her Blue, Sister Blue, Mrs. Blue, Blue. And uh, he said uh, he remembers that uh, that day when she said, kids, I want you to go in the other room because I'm going back in the bedroom. What are you going to do, Mom? I'm going to pray. And when I finish praying, this house is going to be full of groceries. So the kids went back into the front room, and he said, Old Blue started praying. He said, whenever she prayed, you knew it was happening. He said, the old trailer was shaking back and forth on its cinder block foundations. And she was shouting and praying crying out and getting a hold of God. See, some people don't understand what was happening around here a few moments ago when people started expressing their appreciation and passionate love to God. They think it's out of order and it's inappropriate. But whenever you have operated in faith and you realize the power that you tap into God is greater than what I have through my human intellect and ability, skill, you understand. They said that that, uh, she was back there praying and crying out and they were just sitting there looking at each other. And then he said he heard a little bit of noise outside. <laughs> and then they heard a knock at the door. And they went open, over and they opened the door. They knew not to disturb mom while she was praying. And they opened up the door. And the man said, uh, is this the Massey residence? And uh, they said, uh, yes, it is. And he said, something just happened. I've got to take care of something. He backed his pickup truck into the uh, yard where that trailer was. And the pickup truck, the bed of that pickup truck was full of groceries. He said, I was over at the grocery store buying groceries, and all of a sudden I felt 
that something told me, God told me that I need to fill this truck up with groceries and I need to drive until God tells me where to drop them off. Uh, he said he started bringing in those grocery bags one after another, filled up the counter, filled up the floor, went up and down the halls with groceries uh, and the kids are just standing there with their m mouth open and Old Blue is still in the back room praying the glory down, shouting unto God and believing God to provide for her. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Finally... Finally, they said, well, I guess we better tell mom. And they went back there and they knocked on the door. And she came to the door a little bit upset, looking at her face. You're not supposed to disturb me while I'm praying. And they said, mom, look. And they showed the groceries down the hall and the groceries. And all of a sudden, she just started dancing down the hall and said, I knew he wouldn't fail me. I knew he wouldn't fail me. Come on, somebody. I want to remind you today that greater things than these shall ye do. You may get in an uncomfortable situation. You may get in a pinch from time to time. But somebody needs to remember that God is able, that nothing is impossible with our God. Sometimes I think we got it too good. We forgot what it means to have to trust God. We forgot what it means to have to be stretched a little bit to put our faith in God. Amen. It's a scary prayer to pray, but say, God, increase my faith. Whatever it takes, Lord, let me begin to operate in faith because I'm not satisfied with good enough, and I'm not satisfied with pursuing greatness, but i got to have your anointing flowing through me, and I know it only operates when I put my faith and my confidence and my trust in God and believe that when I pray, hallelujah, great things happen, things are changed. said a little bit later maybe it was a couple years down the road he uh, came, came time for school to start and um, he didn't have clothes his mother said come on we're going shopping for clothes she knew the family situation the financial situation he said he would wear the same outfit day after day and didn't have anything fancy they went to the store remember exactly what it was. I think his mom bought him, picked out three shirts, two pair of pants, and a pair of Nike tennis shoes. And they went up to the counter. And he's just like, I don't know what's happening here. And uh, they were waiting in line. And he was fearful, just wondering what was going to happen. What did mom have up her sleeve? And he turned around and looked at his mother. And she was going, she wasn't doing it loud or showing off or anything, but she was praying and praying in the Holy Ghost right in that line. He's like, what's going to happen? I don't know what's going to happen. And they got up there, and the man in front of them finished his purchase and took his receipt and started to walk away. And then they went into the, their place in line. All of a sudden, the man stopped, and he turned on his heel, and he walked back over and said, whatever it is that they're buying, I want you to put it on my card. And she began to rejoice and praise God. Let me tell you right now that God is able. There is nothing that is impossible with our God. And somebody in this place needs to understand that there is no limits on our God. If you believe when you pray, you shall receive. There is faith right now. If you need a miracle of healing in your body, praise God. If you need a miracle in your home and in your family, somebody needs to stop trusting in yourself. Somebody needs to stop trusting in horses and chariots. Somebody needs to stop trusting in the arm of the flesh. But trust 
in the name of the Lord our God. Come on, somebody praise him right now. I feel the Holy Ghost here right now. I feel the presence of the Lord in this place right now. Come on, somebody lift him up right now. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Come on, somebody. I wonder if you could just stand, lift up your hands right now. I feel like God just wants to work in this place right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Come on. You've been limiting yourself based on what you can do. But God says if you trust me, there's above and beyond. There's a greater. Hallelujah. There's a beyond all that I can ask or even think. An anointing that's going to flow. A provision that God can give to you. Come on, that's it. Praise him right now. Hallelujah. 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 There's somebody in this place you've got a need in your life and you've somehow convinced yourself that you got to buckle down and just force through it but there is faith in this place right now that if you need something from God he is able hallelujah he is able I want you to grab the hand of the person next to you right now because we're going to pray in Jesus name hallelujah Here's how we're going to do it right now. I just felt the Holy Ghost from the beginning of the service. God is here in this place. Uh, amen. We're, we're, we'll just do it like they did it there. We'll just count to three. And when we get to number three, I want you just to begin to praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord with faith. Praise the Lord knowing that he hears and answers prayer. Praise the Lord knowing that a change is coming. Praise the Lord knowing that greater things are going to happen in you and through you. Hallelujah. And when you praise him, I just want you to let it go out of you. Just get a little bit crazy. Get like mama back in that room. Say, God, I'm believing you right now. I'm trusting you. I'm going to stop believing in myself. I'm going to stop just trusting what I can do. But Jesus, I'm trusting you. Can you do that right now? One, two, three. Come on, somebody. Lift it up right now. Stop living out of your checkbook and get into God's checkbook. Stop living out of your expectation and get into God's expectations.
Hallelujah. If you got the Holy Ghost, I want you to pray with your neighbor right now. Let's let the Spirit of God fall in this place. There's anointing here right now. Ha <laughs> ha. Somebody can be delivered here in this place. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody's been fighting a battle by themselves. But the Holy Ghost says right now, if you'll put your trust in the Lord and you'll believe God, you don't have to fight this battle by yourself any longer, but that God will fight for you. Hallelujah. Some trust in horses, some trust in chariots, but we will trust in the name of the Lord our God. Praise God. Amen. I'm going to pray for this baby right now. We're going to believe for a miracle of healing right now. place. Somebody's about to get out of their rut. Somebody's about to have something fresh born in their spirit.
right now. Hallelujah. People are receiving the Holy Ghost right now. Just pray with somebody right now. I don't want you to miss out on what God's doing. Just stretch yourself a little bit. Stretch yourself and pray for somebody. Even if you don't know them or don't know what they're going through, pray with them right now. Speak a word of encouragement. Speak a word of faith into their spirit. Hallelujah. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. Come on, we are instructed in the Bible to pray for one another. Let's do that right now. Pray for one another. Jesus Christ, take my life, take all of me. Cause I love you, all of my hope is in, it's in you, God. Oh, Jesus Christ. Take my life, take all of me. Cause I love you, I love you, I love you. Cause I there's refreshing in the house I feel newness I feel refreshing hallelujah let God do it right now don't just leave here but let the Holy Ghost flow through you afresh let your faith be renewed let your faith be renewed and restored
Praise God. As appropriate, men with men or ladies with ladies or with your family members, I want you to find somebody. I want you to put your arm around them and we're going to uh, just pray with one another, pray with one another in the spirit because the Holy Ghost is still moving. There's an encouragement that's about to be transferred. There's faith that's moving from vessel to vessel right now. Amen. This is where it's easy. It's easy pushing now. We don't have to push. Just let the spirit flow. Just speak a word of encouragement. <laughs> speak faith into our life right now. We heard today, amen, from God, a message on faith, believing, striking that match. In fact, none of us knew what Pastor Brown would be speaking about. The worship leader didn't know. I didn't know. But God had it all figured out. Because even before the word was spoken, something was striked and something moved and something exploded faith and I think it would be fitting right now amen before we continue we're, we're, we're not officially dismissed yet but I want a, a word amen a prayer from an elder that, who's been through what we've talked about he's lived this life amen I'd like for, for brother Chris would you come and pray right now lead us in this prayer with one voice. Remember we started today with one voice, one accord. We've got our young people praying on their own. We have our young, our teenagers and our 20-somethings praying on their own. Amen. Now I want the voice of an elder to close us this time right now. Don't leave after this, but this time in prayer. Because Brother Chris, come here. You've been through some stuff. He's not perfect. Amen. But neither am I, neither are you. 
but he's been through some stuff, amen? And I want that type of faith. Pastor was talking about a woman, her name was Blue. I want some blue faith, amen? If you could put and have faith have a color, it's blue, amen? Hallelujah. Would you pray over us right now? Hallelujah. Dear Father, we love you today, Jesus. Hallelujah. I thank you, Lord, for your goodness and your faithfulness to us, Lord Jesus. Oh, God, you put a hedge around us, Lord Jesus. You've given us your word, Lord, and we're able, Lord Jesus, to stand upon it, Lord. There, yea, and amen, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah, we will trust in your name, Lord God. Not chariots and horses, Lord, but we'll remember your name, Lord God. Guide us and strengthen Strengthen us, Lord God. Make us greater, Lord Jesus. Help us to be greater, Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. Every situation that we go through, Lord, we know you're right there, Lord, because you're a God of the valley, Lord. You're a God of the mountain, Jesus. Oh, God, you're the lily of the valley, Lord. Hallelujah. And you're the God of the mountaintops, Jesus. Every step that we take, Lord, we know that you're right there, Lord. Oh, you've given us some things today, Lord. Let us hold on to it, Lord Jesus. Oh, because your word says, Lord God, that you won't leave us, Lord, and greater is he that is in us, Lord, that is he that is in the world. Thank you so much, Lord. We worship you, Lord God, for your great name, Lord. It's above every name, Lord, above every situation, Jesus. Jesus, uh, and you're uh, just a simple speaking of your word, Lord, your name, Jesus. Uh, your presence is there, Lord. Uh, thank you, Lord God. Uh, oh, Lord, uh, help us to be planted by the river, Lord God. Uh, oh, God, that our leaves, Lord Jesus, uh, might be a comfort to someone, Lord Jesus. Uh, in your precious name, Lord, uh, I thank you for my church, Lord God. Uh, I thank you for my brothers and sisters sisters, Lord. Bless them, Lord God. Unite us together, Lord. It is important that we are united, Lord. I thank you for that spirit of unity, Lord God. Oh, hallelujah. In your precious name, in your precious name, amen, amen, amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Who believes that word of faith? Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. As you make tears your way back to your seat and before you're seated, would you find someone and say, do you have any blue faith? Do you have any blue faith? And if they nodded yes and you nodded yes, you can return to your seat, amen? And you can go ahead and... and